Resident Evil Transformation Lighting Specialist to Arc Residential Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, Josh Christian joins us from Calabasas, California, where he is CEO of the Home Technology Association. Back in 2017, the HTA created the first and only standard of excellence for home technology integration firms, giving the best qualified technology integrators a prestigious certification and endorsement developed to differentiate the exceptional firms. Since then, the HTA has fulfilled its purpose to provide a badge of quality for integrators and to help homeowners receive consistently first-rate technology experiences. Prior to his six years with the HTA, our guest today held roles in some of the most respected custom integration companies in the Los Angeles area. Today, we will explore his career path and find out what all he's been able to achieve with the HTA in a relatively short number of years. Josh Christian, thanks for joining us today to talk about your career and to share your industry insights. Thank you, Jeremy. It's an honor to be on your show. Thank you very much for having me here today. Well, I want to dig into the HTA um, right out of the gate here. And I do remember when you started it six years ago, you reached out uh, to me in my prior publication. Um, and, you know, I've always been really protective of, of Cedia. And I remember you telling me that Cedia gave you their blessing, which was great right out of the gate there, that you had a collaborative kind of relationship with them as an association. And I also remember you kind of pitching it as a good housekeeping seal of approval. And, I, and I've read uh, on your website that now you have hundreds of HTA certified integrators in the U.S. and Canada who are all reaping the rewards of the HTA certification distinction and u- utilizing it in their marketing efforts to uh, dif- differentiate and elevate their firms. I, I wanted to ask you, um, after your experiences with uh, some of the top integrator companies in Los Angeles, what was it that inspired this idea to start a, a you know a hta certification the, the the association and the certification yeah it's an excellent question and what the genesis of the hta was the realization like the firm that i worked at for many years that it was called dsi entertainment systems and we became one of the, the players in los angeles market for higher end luxury custom integration and as any integrator knows, when you're deploying really complicated, complex projects on a, with a architect, designer, build team that could take years to build, it, it takes a very competent, skilled, organized integration firm that has the right project management and design and engineering chops and such to deploy projects of that complexity. Well, we became one of those firms. And the problem that we run into, which is a problem that almost every good integrator runs into, is once you get to that level and you you figure it out and you have to price yourself accordingly, you have a staff and design and engineering and such, you wind up competing with companies that that are not qualified at all to, they shouldn't even be allowed to do the project because they don't know what they don't know yet. And they are, these companies would be lowballing the price, sometimes out of ignorance because they've never done a project of this scale are putting in the wrong products for uh, the, the project. You know, it's just not designed well. And yet the good integrator, us at the time, and, and a handful of other integrators, you know, often we'd be competing with a like qualified integrator and our pricing is roughly 
similar. And then there's some low baller that's way less. And then the client looks like, hey, you guys are ripping me off. And of course we're not. It's we we know what it takes to put those projects in. And every one of those cases, you know, we, we won most of those projects after doing what we could to save them and explaining why our, our scope and our proposals were money. But the sad thing is there are many good integrators losing projects to these low baller integrators or unqualified integrators. And when that happens, everyone loses. The homeowner is the, the, the real loser in this because at the end, they don't get what they thought they were getting. They're unhappy and they often call back that integrator that they didn't hire and say, hey, can you fix this? You know, it doesn't work right. And they're not returning my phone calls anymore. And, you know, these are things that integrators have been going through for years. And the sad thing is most integrators don't want to go back and inherit a mess that some other company put in that was never put in right. So one of the reasons, so, so we thought like, wouldn't it be nice if there were some standard out there that would be, that, that only the best integrators could have, that would be like that, like you were saying, that good housekeeping seal of approval, or I like to now call it like the five-star safety rating that a car would have, or like a Michelin star for a restaurant, something that is consumer facing, that they could have confidence that our firm, if we were a certified firm, would be the right firm to hire for the complexity of the project. So that's the genesis of it too to not lose projects to companies that shouldn't even be allowed to bid. So when you started out, um, I remember a little bit of what you were saying would be the qualifications of an HTA member, but what were some of those factors that you put into the, uh, the qualification process? Um, and, and how does one go about um, uh, entering in, like what, is there a, a question and answer type of uh, form that, uh, it, is an inbound company's process to, to maybe become qualified as an HTA member? Yeah, so how, how the process works, we, on our website, which is htacertified.org, there's a, a get certified link in a couple places on the homepage. That starts an online application process. And we do ask a lot of questions. So to answer your question, we're asking a lot of details about the company, you know, not just what brands they sell and how many people work there. But getting under the hood a little bit, what's their what's their customer service policies like? And not that we necessarily judge if they have 24-hour service or not, but we want to get an idea of their customer service policies. And uh, what's real important, too, is the size projects they work on, how much experience do they have at certain project sizes. And then once that application is filled out, oh, in, within the application, too, this is a key point they have to be able to provide at least three industry peer endorsements and three industry partner endorsements. And by industry partner, we're referring to the trade partners like architects, designers, and builders. Hmm. Uh, they, and there, there's a slight caveat there. If it's a, a smaller integrator that does what we call foundation level work, which is not the big, large custom homes, there's another way that they don't have to have an architect, designer, and builder reference. There's other references that we require in its stead, but that's what, we interview these folks that they put down as their trade references, but we go beyond that because obviously we could be gamed that way hmm. and you know, you know, put their friends on there. Uh, but what we do is we check with other, other competitors in the marketplace. We check with um, some of the, depending on the brands that they sell, we'll reach out to the rep firms or the, the staff at that manufacturer. We have NDAs in place with these folks so they could speak freely 
and we go through a series of, of questions and you know, rate on one to 10 type thing on certain aspects of the company's work. So it, it takes several weeks to process an application. We're trying to get a well-rounded idea of the company's first, there's like kind of three pillars of HTA, their technical proficiency with the products that they sell. You know, do they know what they're doing? Are they adequately trained? How's their customer service and aftercare service? And what's their general reputation like in the industry? Do they, you know, do they take care of people? Are they, um, you know, What's the reputation like? So those are the three main pillars that we look at and everything else in the application just supports that. I, I remember the, the, the best comparison I have to what you are describing there is how when I used to do cover stories on integrators and we would go back to the manufacturers and ask them, is this a reputable company? Because we're not going to put somebody on our cover that's not paying their bills. That was always the standard. Do they pay their bills on time? And mm -hmm. it's obviously got to be a lot more than that. So do you find yeah. that, the, that the partners know these companies pretty well? Um, how, how hard is it for them to even answer the questions that you're asking? It's most of the companies that are applying for HTA certification have good relationships or at least the reps, I should say, know of them. Yeah. It's very rare we come into a firm that no one really knows who they are. And so that's kind of suspect. Uh, but it has happened, and this is not for everybody, right? What we're looking yeah. for is the top 10% of integration firms. And if a company doesn't pass, and it's some of the stuff's fixable, right? Like, hey, yeah. um, you're, you know, but we always protect, by the way, our sources too. We never want, we're, we're under NDA. So we never want to say, you know, such and such vendor says that your guys aren't trained. We don't ever want to do anything like that. But we might say, you know, you didn't pass the certification here. And it seems pretty evident that you, you might need to invest a little more training for your staff and, you know, try again next year kind of thing. Whatever it is, we, we'll try to help guide that integrator into fixing the deficiencies they have. Sometimes it's um, you need to check up on your projects a little bit more. I'm not saying you as the owner here don't have a good design ethic or or quality control ethic, but it seems like in the field, some of those things might be lacking because we've you know heard a few different cases of that. So please up your game and let's come back at it uh, next year. So we want to help these firms up their game as well. But you've been doing this for, for six years now. And I, I, I know that in the beginning, you were probably trying to promote the association just that it exists and what the process was and try to get people to apply, companies to apply. Has it gotten to the point where it's sort of um, it, it's organically growing now that there's enough recognition that you're not reaching out to manufacturers and saying, who's your best you know, integrator? We would like to <laughs> ask them to apply or something to that effect. Is it to the point now where you're just getting applications without having the outreach necessary as much? Um, yes, we still do actually a fair amount of outreach. We are still doing, I mean, there's, there's a lot of integrators in this country. I've heard ranges from you know 15,000 to 17,000 just in the USA, leaving out Canada for that matter. And so we're always on the hunt for good firms because what we find is some of the firms out there that are certified are ones that don't really toot their horn. Mm -hmm. They don't, meaning they don't enter contests. They don't, you know, they're not publishing their work in magazines like your own. And they're just kind of off grid, if you will. And so the reps will often know about these firms because sometimes they're often really great firms that the, the rep really likes to so say, hey, this, this 
this company keeps their head down, flies low, but wow, they do phenomenal work. So we still reach out to reps and such for help like that. Their reps have been a great source for us, but because of now we have about 240 certified companies now through us and Canada. And because we have a decent footprint, I wouldn't call that too big, but we, we do have some notifications. So just for example, in the last 24 hours, three applications started kind of organically. Now that's not usual for us. It's maybe less than that, maybe like once a week that organically starts up, just some company randomly applies, but it happened to be three in the last 24 hours. So it's interesting. And I think that's going to continue to grow with some of the new things that we're working on as we're, as I spend a lot of my time educating architects, designers, and builders on how to hire integrators as that, as you'll see more of the news coming out of HTA is really focusing on trade partner education. I think that's going to attract dealers that are design centric and dealers that are wanting to strengthen the relationships with their existing trade partners or looking for guidance on how to build relationships with new trade partners and you know, new architects, designers, and builders in their community. And that's something we've been pushing a long, long time because it's, it's fairly shocking how, and I do a lot of education on this. I teach a lot of classes when I pull audiences of, you know, how many architects, designers, and builders in, in this, who are I'm teaching have a, a a solid integrator relationship, it's a pretty low number. It's way less than 50%. And we're trying to get members out there to educate them, educate the trade partners and taking a leadership role and telling them how to do it, not just do it, but how to do it and how to position yourself, which is a lot of my personal background too, because I, I think my head in the walls for years to figure this out. So I'm taking the information that I learned from reality and, and putting this and helping our dealers to learn from me. Don't learn from my mistakes or learn from the successes of not just myself and my past, but also current HDA dealers. So you can go out there in the market and not take years to build relationships, but greatly compact the time it takes to build a referring relationship. And so as you develop this education based on your own experience, do you also have uh, input from members who are doing it successfully, have those architecture partner um, relationships, builder partners, um, designers, uh, who, who look to them and refer them or, um, you know, just find business that, that goes their way. Is that something there are best practices within the, within the association already that, uh, you're also able to utilize for this program? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I really enjoy doing is getting to know the owners of these companies that, that typically happens on the sales call. Initially, I, I'm, I'm trying to not just you know, sell them on HTA, but I'm trying to find out what's your local market like? What are the things you run into? What's your, what are your pain points? Where are you getting successes from? Where are you getting referrals from? And whenever I hear an integrator is getting a lot of referrals from architects, designers, and builders, I love to dig in because that's my past. Oh, what works for you? How are you doing it? Uh, what's working? What's not working? And then as I hear that information, I will share that back out. So it within our group. So I look at the HTA dealers, and our supporting brand members too, it's kind of like a family. Almost like we're not a buying group, but I'm only using the buying group as an analogy. You know, if you're at HTSA or Ozion or ProSource, there's this kinship amongst our other members. We try to help each other out. And I look at HTA, us in that sense too, that the members are all trying to help each other and we're all trying to crowdsource, crowds, crowd, I can't speak, 
crowdsource and learn from each other. So as I hear things, I'll take notes. Oh, wow, I, that's a great idea. I never thought about that. And it might come out as a webinar a year later, because much like you got this excellent show with our members, we have our own dealer webinars. We do about seven, eight, nine a year, depending on the year, that we will share that information out, like how, you know, what systems to lead with early and uh, tips to avoid, or what about bringing a lighting designer into your company? What about bringing an electrical division into your company? So learning what's working and, and what these companies and sharing uh, the pros and cons of some of the approaches out there. And we're not dictating, of course, the people what to do, but to taking members that are having certain successes and helping the rest of the members to learn from their experience so they don't, you know, maybe make the same mistakes or get some great shortcuts out there or great tips and advice so they could bring these elements into their companies without having to learn the hard way. Well, after the break, we will continue our conversation with Josh Christian. Today's episode of Residential Tech Talks is brought to you by NICE, the global manufacturer of smart home security and building automation solutions. NICE is bringing together 30 years of innovation with award-winning products from Elan, Speakercraft, and Panamax to create a holistic ecosystem for builders, integrators, and consumers. Learn more about how you can create one home with one solution at go.niceforyou.com backslash RTT. Welcome back. We're talking with Josh Christian, CEO of the Home Technology Association. Uh, Josh, you were talking about your webinars and um, trying to kind of crowdsource best practices. What are some of the other benefits for HTA members? Um, I know you get that that certification. Obviously, that's a big one. It's a badge that you can put on your, your company and your website and all that. But uh, um, what, what other benefits do you, do, you, do you pitch to potential members and current members? Yeah, if I had to summarize it into a sentence, what I tell prospective dealers that are wanting to, are interested in certification, that we provide a set of tools that when used will increase your close ratio and tend to bring the overall project price up. So that's the promise and how to do that is it is a set of tools. So when, you know, what, what it, let's see what we are and what we aren't. We're not a leads engine. We're not just a listing service that we tell a dealer, Hey, get certified. You're on this dealer finder and the phone's going to ring off your hook with leads. I mean, is that our hope that you get a dealer would get leads from our site? Yes. And does it happen? Yes, it does. But I put that lower down on the list. So I want to kind of get that out of the way. What we really are about helping companies close the leads that they do get. And it doesn't seem from the dealer I talked to that anyone's really hurting for leads, at least the good companies, they have more business than, you know, coming into them than they could actually do. <laughs> As we know, most dealers are looking for more staff, right? Looking for more tech. So that's not the problem. The problem is closing the projects that they really want and at, at the making them profitable projects where the client respects what they do. And we're turning the hiring criteria from price to competence. So that's another one of the big things. So unfortunately with our industry and a lot of integrators don't get what I'm about to say here. And, and this is the truth of the matter. When it comes to the, the way most consumers look at an integrator, they look at them like a contractor, like maybe hiring an electrician or a plumber 
or a drywall person, you know, someone you hire, they do a specific task and then they leave and everything works happily ever after. All of us in the industry know, of course, it's not that way. This is a very nuanced, complex business. There's a jillion different parts out there, uh, different price performance that, and it varies quite dramatically, the price performance ratio. And they often don't understand the customer service needs of these systems, right? They're not perfect. They're going to need ongoing service. So it's this is a, a person you're hiring or a company you're hiring that's very different than the other trades. And why we're helping our, or how we're helping our integrators with that is a lot of our certified integrators will use our site as a an assist, I guess you could call it, to their own site, right? To let them know there's some articles on our site, how to hire a technology pro, which says those things. It educates the consumer about what's important when it comes to hiring an integrator. We let them know that this is a very important decision because not only explaining to them how a integrator is a very different type of company. They have a design and consulting role. They have the, the installation part of it, which is the only part they're really thinking of, but there's also this customer service aftercare part of it. So we're educating them about that and what things to look for to make sure you hire an integrator. That's the right fit for you. And that really helps that in our standard itself, because it's a defined standard really helps the, that particular integrator close that client because now there's a, a, a big trust factor built. So the way I like to explain it is this, you get a lead from somebody. It could be you know, the client's friend or an architect, designer, builder, hopefully will send a lead. Well, that's good. It's the integrator's project to lose at that point. So then the next tool you could say that we do to help them close that job is we help the dealer with the, with the three, four sentence elevator pitch that just explains to the client really quickly. Just want to let you know there's a standard of excellence for this industry. It's administered by an association called the Home Technology Association. I'll send you a link to what it means, but only about 10% of companies in this industry will meet it. Our firm meets it. I'll send you a definition of what that is. Boom, drop it onto themselves. And then we recommend, and the sharp dealers do this, is they'll also, before they spend all this time putting a proposal together, that might be way more than the client can afford, or if they can't afford it, the client's not expecting what that number is gonna be. Instead of doing all that work just to sticker shock the client and send them inadvertently shopping with competitors, is to get out in front of that conversation and lead with our, our budget calculator. And that has become an extremely powerful tool, so much so that when we launched, it was just a tool that resided on our website that dealers would use. but from popular request now our certified dealers are able to embed a version of that in their own site and then even get the budgets that are calculated with it sent to them so what that does in five minutes or less answer 17 basic questions that even you know an add client that doesn't have much time to think they could answer these basic 17 questions and get a budget range that ranges from, let's say, entry-level luxury car up to what a, a high-end, really high-end car would be, they'll get that range calculated quickly and let that provide the sticker shock. So the dealer is deflecting the sticker shock away from themselves and put it on the HTA. Hey, we're a neutral association that's dedicated to their happiness, to the client's happiness. They tend not, they don't like the numbers. They don't like them any more than what the dealer does, but they tend to believe our numbers more than the integrator who's trying to sell them something. So 
Smart dealers will do that and deflect the sticker shock. And then instead of being the sticker shock provider, they can almost be the consoling, yeah, <laughs> integrator. Yeah, it's a lot more money than most people think, but let's let's dig into some little further questions and find out where on this spectrum that you fit, right? right. You know, where on the scale. And they go about doing their business. But the good point is there that if the client wasn't their client, they just can't afford it, you know, it ends there. So you got your efficiency, you're not spending all this wasted time kicking the, for a client that's kicking the tires that can't afford your services. Uh, it, when the client does do that work, the whole what's your budget conversation happened organically. And by the way, that's the worst question to ask a client, what's your budget? They don't know what their budget is unless yeah. they've done it before, right? So we, we, take, we took that awkward question, which you should never ask away, and this made this happen in a very organic process. So once that client knows and they're still talking to you, the close ratio goes way, way, way up. So because first, again, the lead came to the integrator. It's their job to lose. Now the client found out they're certified. They got the elevator pitch. They go, oh, great. That gives me a, a big trust credibility factor. I'm making the right decision here. Oh, geez. It's going to cost this much to this much. I didn't know that. But hey, this company's you know, did my friends well and they're certified. They know what they're doing. Let's go with them. So we're finding the close ratio goes up massively for the dealers that use the tools, but they must use them. And if this, it doesn't happen. We have some dealers, you know, unfortunately that get certified. They never talk about it. They never use the logo. They never use the elevator pitch. They never use the budget calculator for them. It doesn't really do much. They might get a lead or two from the site. And so there are benefits because you want to own the first page of Google, you know, the search results. So typically when you're Googling, a company, you're going to find the HTA page. So sometimes we're helping them out passively, mm. but um, th those tools I mentioned so far are ones that we urge all our dealers to use. And the other one, which we're pushing a lot is giving them the advice to go out there and, and how to market themselves to the trade partners, which is a, a, a big need because a lot of folks in our industry, they're great at technology, but they're really not great at marketing. Mm -hmm. And and I'm finding this out so much so that in the last six months, we want to putting together pages on our site. They're kind of on our dealer blogs. They're not publicly navigable, but our members have a dealer blog where we're helping them with like, you know, the top seven architect marketing tips, the top seven interior designer marketing tips, the top nine builder marketing tips. And each one you have to approach a little differently because the hot buttons vary depending on the trade you're talking to. So we're very much helping them and leading them along in a way, again, with this crowdsourced information, not that HTA is some genius, you know, a couple people here figuring this all out. We're the smartest people on the earth. No, but we have a lot of personal experience and we're crowdsourcing some of the top integrators there are, and then putting this into follow these steps and you're going to have success. It's not a maybe it will. So we're, and what I'm excited about now because, you know, my past is a lot of marketing and outreach to architects, designers, and builders when I was an integrator, but there wasn't an HTA back then. So it took a long time to build trust, a long time, years sometimes. Now with the tools we provide, I wish it existed back then because I would lean heavily on certification to shorten that trust period. And the webinar we did last week was about our HTA design partner program, which is not a new certification. It's only for HTA certified dealers, but the, the dealers that are certified can opt into this additional designation, which we're really proud of because a lot, it took years of work to figure this out.
But what it basically is, is we've identified the, the conduct, you know, the rules of engagement, the do's and the don'ts on when you approach and work with architects, designers, and builders, these are the things that will make them love you. And these are the things that will turn them off to you. So let's, let's behave this way. Right. If you behave this way, you're going to be a very attractive person to that builder, designer, architect with the idea that we want to drastically shorten the amount of time it builds to get to the, that that trade partner needs to have the trust to hire the integrator. And then very importantly, get them hired on the project at the absolute earliest phase possible. Yeah. And I, I was able to participate a little bit in that, that webinar that you had about a week ago. And um, I was noticing <clears throat> as I was preparing that you've had a lot of alliances that you've built between the, the associations for these, these um, design build um, partners. So um, whether it's the, uh, the, so American Society of Interior Designers or the National Association of Home Builders, are you um, reaching out to those associations, just making them, as an alliance, you're making them aware of the certification. So with the best practices that you're talking about and the fact that they recognize and they promote, hopefully within their membership, that there is this thing called the HTA and what it is, uh, that they're more respectful of integrators who have the certification then. Uh, is that the hope with the alliances? Is that what, what that's all about? Yeah, it's absolutely what that's all about is taking that leadership role. It, it, when I I was at the Design and Construction Week show out in Vegas last month, that's the show, it's called International Builder Show slash Kitchen and Bath Industry Show. It's huge. It's over 120,000 people were there, builders and interior designers. And I taught three different classes there. Was it three or was it four? I lost track. Uh, three <laughs> different classes I taught there. And the, I, I spend about 80% of my time just representing the industry, what integrators do. They, they, don't, they don't know. I mean, they, very few can rattle off all the services that a, a builder, that an integrator does. They know, of course, AV and controls, but they don't know often that, that the same person is doing lighting and shades and often sometimes lighting fixtures now. We know that's popular. And, and networks and security and access control. Some of them are getting into energy management and wellness. And they, they're not aware that the scope is that wide. And they also, and this is a big one, they don't somehow, you th I think they would have figured this out on their own, but most of them haven't, that they really need to get an integrator involved at the earliest stages of their projects. So I'm, I'm finding with my work with these associations, why isn't this happening? Well, part of it's a lack of education, going back to what I said, they often don't know what integrators do. So we right. teach them what integrators are doing. And then they don't understand until I really lay it out and define it in real world examples, why it's in their, their best interest and their client's best interest to get the integrator involved early. So I'm able to share Oh, you have to have this problem happen and this problem happen. And 100% of the time they go, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, that's happened. Well, if you had brought your integrator in early, that would have, all those problems I just mentioned would have gone away. And then the light bulb goes, oh, okay. So they get it They once they're spoon-fed this information. But that's what we're, we're doing. We're helping them understand the role of the integrator and why to bring them in early. And that's what this whole HDA design partner is designed to, to, to do, to bring them forward because there's the educational aspect of it. We have to go back to our members and say, Hey, they're really looking for this. And these are some of the reasons they're not bringing integrators in. So behave this way, opt in, 
and go out there in your market and let them do. We, we, we as the HTA could go at the high level and talk at the highest level as an association association, but you're the boots on the ground. You're the one that are going to meet the actual interior designers, the actual builders and the actual architects in your community. We can't call, you know, a couple hundred thousand people on your behalf, but you can, you're going to own that's going to build the relationship. So we're, we're trying to get them to piggyback on the high level education we're doing and then be that boots on the ground, meet the local folks and, and get, we're helping them with that messaging because it works. So they, and we'll be really happy as we see this evolve and to see the evolution of where things are now, where the integrators often call on too late to it be the new norm when these trade partners just think of an integrator early in the project. It's one of the, the checklist things they got to do is to get their integrator involved. That's what we're aiming to do. So you mentioned earlier, uh, working with these partners, the do's and don'ts for the integrator side of things. So let's say that um, they, they understand that you need to get in early. Is that one of the, the do's, just communicate as early as possible to the architect? I mean, sometimes they don't even know about the project until it's further down the road, right? So they don't have a chance to get involved early, unfortunately, because the, the homeowner is the one that hires them too late. But uh, what, what are some of those do's and don'ts then of working with those, those three trade partners you mentioned? Yeah, the first one to get out there and let them know who you are, what you do, and and how to even use the HTA in that case too, because this is like again going back to the trust and credibility builder. So we're telling them how to, how to go out to how to go to market, and then how to leverage your HTA certification to build that trust. Because the great thing is, architects, designers, and builders once they know about the standard, they love it. They love what it it stands for because they've all had bad experiences with people in our trade. So letting them know, hey, this works, folks. You know, every architect, designer, builder you bring this up to is going to think this is a great idea and it sets you apart. So some of it's us just educating our own members, but to get out there and start that relationship, because you're right. If you go into an architect's office today and, and, and it's a great match and they might bring you some projects there that are kind of well along, right? Like, the, oh yeah, this house is, you know, it's done framing now, but Here's the builder on there, go out and reach them and I'll put you in contact with the client. Great. That's awesome. You started a relationship, but most likely as integrators will often lament, there's some compromises baked into that design that had they been brought in earlier, could have been different. The mechanical or the racks go where uh, if you're, if there's going to be a media room or a theater laying out that room a little bit better. So it supports the sound and video better. And you know where the where the framing joists go, so the speakers all line up with the, the lighting cans. Little things like that are things that we're we are as HTA explaining to the architects and designers. Yes, these are the things that could be thought about early. So when those are built into the the plan set, then the framer and electrician already knows, and the HVAC person already knows that there's going to be these needs. I need to cool a space that puts out this much BTU of heat. I need power in these various locations and they might need to be grounded separate or differently, or I need so many amps on these circuits. And the, the framing contractor knows that there's going to be speakers and back boxes and, and, uh, and uh, I can't think of the word bracing elements. There you go. Bracing elements for um, heavy items or lifts. And these are, so what we're explaining to the trades we are is you need talking about builder, especially, if you get a set of plans and you're building this house and the architect doesn't call the stuff out before you get a framing electrical and HVAC bid 
get a technology design because those other contractors will not be accurate until your integrator is done with the design. You know, especially if it's gonna be an automated smart home, right? So they get that. Once it's explained, they understand that. So we're we're helping our members to go out to market that way. And here's a big one that I learned, and this is like a big tip for all of your and anybody listening to this. This is a big one. And and this comes from a lot of, of my personal experiences educating architects. Uh, after doing many lunch and learns with a particular firm here in LA, so I credit William Hefner for telling me this because it was a, a huge turning point in my marketing messaging. I did three lunch and learns to his office and he took me aside and thanked me and said, there's, you know, there's one disconnect I'm having with the stuff you're doing here. I'm like, well, what's that? He says, you're acting like you're a designer. I'm like, I am a designer. What are you talking about? That's what these classes were about. Uh, we design technology. We need to be part of your project early. And he says, well, there's the disconnect because we, we think of this trade as a con as a contractor. You know, that's something the builder deals with. And I'm like, but isn't it apparent from the stuff that I'm talking about that we're a designer? So that was the disconnect. Just because I'm talking about design wasn't enough. So I learned I need to market myself as having a consulting and design phase. Mm. So that's a big one. On our our uh, new HTA Design Partner logo, we have an alternate version of the logo that has three words next to it, design, deploy, maintain. Mm. And that is done specifically to hint to the world that there is a design element, the deploy is the obviously the contracting slash installation part of it, and then maintain is the service aspect of it. So that was a big tip that I learned from talking to an architect that we really need to explain ourselves as a consultant designer. And an interesting thing is they respect consultants and designers more than they do contractors. So you're elevating yourself to this thing that they will, this person that they will respect more. And I noticed that, and I have some real life experience on this and I didn't believe it was true, but the 18 months prior to starting up the HTA and co-founding it, I worked with a, a company called Axiom Design up in Northern California. Um, some integrators know Robert Cranson. Bob Cranson is a great guy. He is, he his firm, Axiom Design, is just does consulting and design. They, they're not an integrator. They don't sell product, they don't install product. And I went to work with him. And as he was trying to woo me to work for him, he told me, hey, would you go back out to the same architects, designers, and builders that you've known all these years at my company I used to work for was called DSI. It, they're going to respect you more. Like, no, they're not. I'm the same guy. Trust me, they will. And I didn't believe him, and he was right. And when I went to do the lunch and learns at these, these firms that I had done many lunch and learns before, the principles were coming out. Not the junior apprentice architects. It was the principles were there. And it was interesting. We got into some debates. And when I contradicted their thoughts, I was, I was telling them, you need to get an integrator at the schematic design phase. No, you don't. No, we don't. That comes in a later phase, you know, design development, for sure at CDs, but not at design development stage. I'm like, no, schematic design. So here I am talking to another Architectural Digest 100 firm, two, the two owners and all their main partners are there. And I'm kind of getting, not an argument, but almost an argument. And I, they have this respect of me because I'm the consultant designer and kind of put him in his place in a nice way because I said, well, I mean, you had this problem and now you have this problem and this problem and this problem and this problem your job's for, 
Does that happen on your project? Yeah. Schematic design. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, like they got it, but I had to be that person to have the respect in the room. So we're telling our integrators, hey, you guys are smart. You are consultants and designers. The good ones are that do design engineering. And for those firms out there that are thinking this is really cool, but I, I am not, um, I don't have a big enough company to support a designer, a CAD person, you know, in my company. That's okay. We could tell you of the third party companies out there that will help you up your game. That will be your design and engineering firm in the, and, you know, behind you supporting you. So you can get those plans from the architect, do your device placement drawings, do all these layouts and then communicate back and forth with them. Wow. They love that. They respect it. And now you are elevated to that, that level of a designer consultant. So that's another part of what we're doing here is educating things that them that they might not know, because I certainly didn't know this and I'm finding out our own integrators don't know this. And I could, too much time we have with some funny stories to tell you where I'm calling up our own, our own members and saying, Hey, I talked to this architect and they have no idea you do design and engineering. They just want to know how much you charge. You're going to start sending you checks. <laughs> like really? Yeah. Why do, you know, he doesn't know. Why don't, why don't they know that? I, I don't know. I thought I told him I do design and engineering. Hmm. So it's interesting to, to see that they are, they are wanting this service and you know, the architect's not writing the check himself. That's just one of the fees that the architect is going to be telling the homeowner, oh, we're going to get a, a technology design and we have a technology designer and what, you know, whatever. They're going to build a relationship with an integrator and they should know what the integrator's fees are. But that's a great thing to do. Get paid for the design. That's its own deliverable. And you really get to know the client well. And you're there as their consultant and, and you're not there to push product, but to learn how they you know, use the home, live in their home, you know, the, the dog's name, the kid's names and and you build this relationship with them as this consultant designer and you could say you know it's its own deliverable here's a set of drawings here's a proposal and if you don't hire me at the end of this that's okay you could take this design and shop it around if you want but here's the kicker over 90 percent of the time you're not going to shop you've built that trust with them hey your budget's within the hta calculator range you know that'll even help further yeah and you know how i live that you ask me the great questions and wow i'm so excited about the technology in my home why would they go shopping elsewhere unless they don't trust you right so that's an education because that's changing the way people go about their business and we're trying to get integrators to work that way so is the hta design partner a different designation within htsa i mean hta i'm sorry um is it a separate or an additional certification or is it just a more of an educational program within hta it's more of an educational program. So we still have only, there's, there's only, we haven't changed our certification. So okay. a company is certified and, and when they are, we put them in one of three different tiers, depending on the size projects that they do and such. We have HTA, uh, your HTA certified either at foundation, luxury or estate tier. That, mm. That's the same. What HTA design partner is a designation. It's an additional free opt-in. Okay. So since we didn't launch HTA this way, you know, with, with this, we, we just published these standards mid, mid June. So this is mm-hmm. you know, a couple months ago. So we made this an opt-in program. So we, we, you know, had a couple webinars about this and told our members, look, we've done a lot of work to make this thing work for you, but we realized that you might not be willing to do all these things or you can't yet. That's okay. So it's an opt-in. Mm-hmm. So if you go to 
our dealer finder, you will see, you will be, you'll know right away that when you go into that, that dealer's page, because all HTA certified dealers have a microsite page within our site, you'll see near the top right that HTA Design Partner logo if they are. So right now about 60% of our members have opted in and um, some of them are now working up to that level. And the reason we're not gonna make it a requirement though is because some of our foundation level dealers, they're not out there working on these massive projects, these big multi-year projects, they don't want it and that's fine. And it, they're doing some poor projects where they're not really interacting with architects and interior designers much. So to them, it's not a big deal, but for the firms, which most of our firms are on the high end luxury side of things. Yes. They, a lot of those ones are, are interested in this and it's going to help them. Well, just to wrap up, I, I wanted to know more about your supporting brand program. I, I noticed that as well. And I didn't know anything about that. I'm assuming these are manufacturers that, that have some qualification as well to be uh, part of the uh, HTA um, recommended uh, manufacturers group or something to that effect? Yeah, so that the evolution of that program came out as this. When we launched back in 2017, the great news is we had a lot of industry support and everybody that we talked to, manufacturers, reps, whoever thought this is a great idea and how can we support you? And we, we didn't have any official way other than saying, please, you know, in your in your newsletters to your dealers, speak well of us and you know have your reps, please tell us who their best dealers are in their territory because we'll reach out to them. So that's all we had at first. But as, as we were growing and the need that I saw of integrators not talking to the trades, which I frankly thought more were when we started HTA, I thought a lot more integrators out there would be talking to their trade partners than, than reality proved. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is a niche that we can fill. We want to do this just concerted effort to reach out to the trades. And that's gonna take time and effort to do to kind of build an awareness campaign to these trades. And then we started supporting brands. So now we had some kind of way or a reason for to 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 get a sponsor because before if they're if they're gonna sponsor us, they'll give us money for what? You know, just to just to say we're a supporter of HTA, that's great. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to give them some value add back. So we have that program now where these these brands are supporting what HTA does in the sense of us standing for quality, but also for helping with awareness of the trade partners. So they stand behind that. And so they don't have to apply like a dealer does. There's not a long application process, but there are some checks and balances in there. It's not open to every single manufacturer out there. Um, you know, especially in what we're trying to do really there, we're not ultra picky there, but it's like, if, if you're a, an upstart company that just came out with a new widget and you're not selling to this channel, we're not your channel launched type of thing. You have to you know, be with one of the big buying groups like Ozione, HTSA, ProSource, um, be serving this industry for many years. Are you at CDA Expo? Um, th those kind of things. There's a couple other little things like that. So we want to make sure we're not putting some fly-by-night companies as supporters, but we're really happy with these brands supporting our mission to get out there and get their products in front of designers and architects, but also get the message out there to the architects, designers, and builders. Well, Josh, I really appreciate your time today. We, I think we covered a lot and I'm sure there's even more to, to talk about, but folks can go to your website and learn more and uh, hopefully 
uh, see the value in, in getting certified. So thanks for your time today and best of luck with the, all the programs this year. Yeah, thank you very much. And you know, something to keep in mind, we didn't get a chance to talk about today, but in a few months we'll be launching the HTA technology partner designation. And this is a this is the, uh, the yin and the yang, if you will, with the HTA design partner we just talked about. So just as the kind of a sneak peek on this, the interesting thing that we did is also, this is a relationship. So what are the things that trade partners are doing that they might not know that they're doing that messes up the integrator? So we actually have five behavioral do's and don'ts for them to follow, and it's free for them, but architects, designers, and builders can opt in to become a technology partner, which they get their own logo, and it's a way for them to differentiate themselves from other architects, designers, and builders that they're technology proactive, they're tech forward, nice. they're not burying their head in the sand. So there'll be a big push on that in a few months. So stay tuned for that. That's great. Looking forward to that. Sounds like a great idea. Josh Christian is CEO of the Home Technology Association. You can learn more about becoming an HTA certified integration firm or supporting brand by visiting htacertified.org. And that wraps up today's show, which was produced by Residential Tech Today, IPW, and Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com if you are looking to get professional production help on your own podcast at an affordable rate. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast wherever you watch or listen to podcasts. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell. Residential Tech Talks, Smart House.